0: Hi, I'm Kelly Forden. I'm here today with Caroline Kim and we're going to be discussing her short story, Motherhood, which was first published in Story magazine. And um, welcome, Caroline. It's Thank you to so talk- much. I also loved your book, um, your short story collection, The Prince of Mournful Thoughts and Other Stories. But
1: oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for reading it.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. And we chose this story because it's available online. And also Story is um, offering it, you know, they're available. Well, they're making it available online for everybody for one month. So try and read it in the in the next in the month of August.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Michael Nye. Yes. He is amazing. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I wanted to just, well, first of all, I love the topic of motherhood in general and I related, I have four kids myself. Oh my God. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so,
0: Oh, totally related to so many things right away. I I love to see that um, those first crazy days where you're alone with the baby. Oh, it's so overwhelming. (laughs)
1: It's just like you're not, you're just in your own world. Like I just had never experienced anything like that before. I felt really unprepared for it.
0: Yeah, and everything is, um, it it just feels like you're inhabiting a new country in which yeah. you, you don't speak the language, you don't know anybody, and, and your body feels like someone else's body. It's so bizarre. And the baby, the baby, of course, can't speak to you.
1: <laughs> it so, it, I just found that space so interesting because it was, you know, part of it was so difficult and scary. But then it also seemed filled with possibilities all of a sudden, like possibilities that you just had never considered before. You know, especially just becoming a, just the fact of being a parent for the first time. And you just don't really are not prepared for how you're going to feel towards your child and uh, about yourself. And it realigns all of your relationships very suddenly. I remember the first time I watched uh, a movie and there was like, it was parents and a kid. And I found that I was identifying with a parent. (laughs) Right. Isn't
0: that the strangest switch? I, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. Like, okay. So okay. Yeah. Something happened here. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. I know I had a friend who performed in a moth, um, you know, like mm-hmm. in the moth series and she talked yeah. about parenthood, but everybody uh-huh. in the audience were kids. I could totally tell they were in their twenties and thirties and no one laughed except for no. me. I was like, <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> but it is. it's
0: like crossing the Rubicon or, you know, yeah. like,
1: Yes. You're in a different, yeah. Yeah, 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 totally. You can't go
0: back. You cannot (laughs) go back. So tell me a little bit about when you started writing this story. I mean, obviously you had some personal experience with motherhood, but Mm -hmm. then when did it morph into a story and how much, how did you sort of put it together?
1: I actually, I mean, I just really wanted to write a story about motherhood, but I felt like, It had already been done a lot, you know, and so I felt like, you know, I just kind of like sat with it for a really long time. And then I realized like, you know, I think one of my kids at school, they were doing a unit on writing. And so um, she brought home this thing and it was that whole thing about like the rising setup and the rising action and, you know, that thing. And I just remember having this reaction like, oh, yes, but why does every story (laughs) Right, <laughs> we just like like please like at least we need to get over that. This is the only story structure, and I realized that was kind of my difficulty with this particular stories because I was trying to fit it into that kind of mold. And whereas I didn't really feel like there was a conflict, right? You know, I didn't want to like plot it in this way that it was going to be like. I, but I still, it was still important that the character get from one point to another point by the end but not through the rising action kind of way. And I just felt like with motherhood, the whole experience of it, it just comes in these little bursts, you know, very unexpected bursts. So I felt it was just more like I felt more interested in capturing what that felt like, what that experience was like, and how kind of disorienting it was, but not in a completely terrible way. Just right in a new, yeah, new land kind of way. Yeah, I was just talking
0: to someone about this and I can't remember who, but like instead of um, there's not a rising action, but there's a tension. There's always tension. Mm, Tension, yeah. And you do that so well. So you're always sort of on the edge of your seat, although, you know, these are sort of everyday tensions, Um, but they don't feel every day. So maybe that's part of the way you were able to to (laughs) capture that. Okay, well, that makes me want to jump
1: right to the rats and how they came into play. (laughs) Oh my gosh, those rats. I don't, I mean, you know, I kept trying to take those rats out. <laughs> some for some reason
0: they fit so well. And I was trying to figure out like, why do they fit so well in this story?
1: It I think it just is like her uneasiness. It's like a reflection of her unease that mm-hmm. she's feeling. And it's and for a long time I couldn't figure out why she saw the movie The Birds, too. I kept trying to take that out as well. Right. And um but I think that's that's kind of the same thing. That movie is all about unease, really. Yeah. Um, and it's very mysterious. And I, I don't really know what it's about, but it's compelling.
0: <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so interesting? It's like from talking to short story writers on a lot of these um, episodes, you always think oh well the short story you know the writer will be able to tell me exactly why something but sometimes the best stories it's just a feeling like that feeling that the birds evokes is so perfect and the feeling that the rats evoke but even though we can't I don't think it's easy to unpack why
1: that's what I like about short stories I feel like it's close closer to poetry in that way Mm -hmm. that it's um yeah it's it can be about feelings you know it's it's okay (laughs) exactly a novel novel, I can kind of get it it's like it's a big commitment so you've gotta like you know kind of really have the scaffolding and like people kind of feel like they know where they are exactly yeah
0: okay so it's a long story it's Mm eighty six hundred words and so I just wanted to briefly ask you about that like did you think about cutting it back and did you have trouble publishing such a long story because I you know, I know the
1: gatekeepers, know. <laughs> like
0: the story yeah. shorter.
1: Um, I, I really, I did try to make it shorter. You know, I did like try, like I tried to cut out those parts, but they just didn't, it was such an integral part. I mean, otherwise it was, it didn't really, her unease didn't really make sense right. in a way. And then also the rat, they would just became important for other reasons too. Like with the rats, you know, she the other thing that she realizes is like, I like how vicious she could be for this kid if she needed to. Right. Like that's kind of like she didn't really know that. Like she she's like yeah, I could probably like, you know, yeah, you know she doesn't know what the limit of that really is, you know. And it's kind of that's like how it is with the rat, you know, in the end like she's, she knows that's kind of like shitty. <laughs> <feel> right. Like. <laughs> right. But it is like that's kind of a, a new reality for her of like who she is or who that she has to deal with now. <laughs> exactly yeah
0: like she doesn't feel like she's strong enough to do this it's so interesting so this brings me I'm kind of going all over the place here but all right I'll say one thing about the POV and then I'll move on to the question that I was going to ask about Greg and how she feels about herself but okay so it's um it's interior you know it's close third person um and I think what you were saying about the length I thought that it kind of had to be that long to chronicle the tedium, just the me- mm. you know, meandering quality of that time, and it allows the reader, I think, to live with her and to mm. sort of experience it with her. I think something if
1: it were shorter, you'd be getting out too early, you know. <laughs> That's you know what? That's a really good point. I think that like kind of that team does have to be experienced. Otherwise you're just being told it and you have to accept it or not. You know? Exactly. Like, you know, when she says, oh, she was so excited to talk to someone about poop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and by then, like you get it because you've been with her. And and I'm not saying that in the way of saying that for, you know, it's not at all boring in any way, but you have to just stay mm-hmm. with her in the house all that time to, to get it. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Greg with the with the two G's. <laughs> and he is interesting because he also, I feel like so many things are, are striding the line between menace and being, you know, okay. And he's sort of, <laughs> I mean, he does check in, mm-hmm. but he's also like, you know, a pretty standard white male going to work and he also has this colonial background (laughs) that's a little scary and um Mm -hmm. but but Mm -hmm. he's but he's learned some things because he will cook and he does that kind of stuff but he's he's not around he's not on location a lot
1: yeah yeah I find you know I find him interesting because he really is trying his best you know and I feel like that's actually the case with Pretty much everyone in the book, in the story, is they're trying their best. Even that neighbor, Mr. Mason, that moment where he's like talking to Greg and Greg's wearing the Bjorn and Mr. Mason like refuses to look at it, just only looks at Greg's face. Yeah, I was wondering about that moment too. Like, why won't he look at Greg? It's like he's actually I mean, trying Greg's to do Greg funny. a favor. He thinks he's doing Greg a favor. Okay. Like he's not going to embarrass him by like, noting that he's carrying his baby on his chest
0: <laughs> like Greg is being emasculated
1: and yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's so true that is so true
1: yeah so everyone's yes. like really actually trying their best but it's you know is it always is it always successful now <laughs> right um, she had moved back from
0: Boston, where it was very conservative, very white, yeah. it sounded like. And yeah. Um, so at least she's returning to some place that she feels more comfortable. But then at the same time, that place still exists where she's not comfortable.
1: So it's not. Yeah. It's actually, she's, it's actually California is new to her. So okay. she. Oh, I thought up. she was
0: returning. Sorry. I don't know why. Yeah.
1: I may have made it seem that way. But, um, Yeah, so she like the east the west coast is new to her. Okay. So it is. She's like interested because she knows it's not, you know, Mm -hmm. as conservative, but at the same time it they're all people are it's that thing where they're so friendly looking, but then you don't know how far that goes. Like everyone in our town kind of looks like really fit and like great, you know, but you just don't know. Yeah, exactly. How do I don't know how to get close to people like that you know. Well, it's scary
0: when everything's perfect. You're like, yeah, okay, how is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> so here I made a note, let's see, there's a little bit about the immigrant experience, but not much as not as much in this one as in some of your other stories. And this struck me just as a woman, you know, because I, I'm a white woman, but I how happy her parents were for her and I was thinking I related to this in a way that even you know through the 80s 90s maybe even today I don't know there was feminism but Mm. my parents were super conservative Mm. and they were like okay with me just getting married and giving up a career and and it and it she's giving up so much in this story
1: yeah
0: you know she's a lawyer and um
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, you just wonder, like, oh, what will
1: happen? I, I mean, I just find I find but that I feel like that happens all the time. All the you know, time. I, I just and I can cut you can see why. Like motherhood is just a really intense experience in itself. Yeah. Like being a lawyer on top of that, like how is that, you know, how will people do that? <laughs> just exactly. Yeah, that whole like having it all kind of doesn't work. But in lieu of that, I feel like in our culture, we have this like whole real housewives thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's so popular because that's what people really want. They just want to be so rich. All they do is shop and go out to lunch with their friends. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's
0: such a, it's such a hard thing because, Yeah, the world seems stacked against women in that way. Because if you just read this story and you realize, okay, look, how could she work on top of this? She's barely surviving. And you can see why if you had any option at all, you would opt out. But then, you know, obviously, there are so many threats here as well. There's the rats and she's waiting to hear from him. And, you know, and, and there was that scene where, He's you know she could hear that he'd had a good time and he you know had alcohol and I was yeah. thinking like is that good
1: <laughs> so <what> is he?
0: <laughs> I mean she didn't seem to be threatened by that in the mm-hmm. story but I'm just talking about the vulnerability of women um, mm-hmm. in these yeah. situations and you yeah. can see why it happens and then you can see why we're still vulnerable to yeah I mean she's pretty isolated in the story very yeah yeah yeah. And without him bringing in money, but her parents are fine with that. And so was that because in your mind, they're like always trying to
1: get to that comfort and she's reached it? I just imagine like immigrant parents sitting around thinking like what they would want for their child. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it's like to live a comfortable life where they're free from worry Mm -hmm. about, you know, political things, but also economically. Right. Because of the places they come from. And then that's kind of like being a suburban housewife. Right? <laughs> you yeah. know, I and mean, it is that is kind of an I mean, it's not like you know, everyone's happy like that. There's of uh, people have their struggles, but right. on a certain level, there's you know, there's an ease there that's not available to everybody else. They realize like, oh God, being an a lawyer, that's still super stressful, <laughs> you
0: know. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I always tell my daughter, you know, like, it seems great until something goes wrong. And that's yeah. where I think, even though, you know, just the, the presence of the rats and the presence of the birds and things like that, I think maybe that's part of the reason why it works so well for me. Mm. It's like, you know, she is being cushioned, but these things are still there. Um, so then I started... <laughs> you know, trying to figure out how many mentions of these different things mm-hmm. or why I was feeling that. So there's nine mentions of the word blood. So maybe we should talk about blood. Oh, yeah. Yes. Blood. Oh, wow. blood. <laughs> the blood keeps coming yeah. and the doctor is so dismissive. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah. It'll probably, it's, it's on the high end of normal, but
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be fine. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: You just go home and bleed some more and in a lot of work. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's so funny. You know what? Yeah. I that actually it's so funny because my husband is that way, and in some ways I find that comforting because it, you know, it just I find it calming. Because maybe because I grew up with my immigrant parents where everything was a really big deal, <laughs> so right. It was, like aware that it's not, but it's kind of like okay. But honestly, it's so interesting to me that. You know he he does. I mean he's like a white male, so that comes from his experience. Things work out for like that. So <laughs> that's yeah. so creepy. No,
0: it's, <laughs> it's it is really creepy. But like, let's just. I mean, it's weird. Uh, I've noticed that. Like being a white woman and having been around white men. So mm-hmm. so let's say like if we unpacked it on the woman level women women know things don't always work out and then i'm if you're an immigrant woman you know it even more but the white males they've had these things worked out work out for them and they have this weird it's like comforting but it's it is you're right
1: it's super creepy
0: yeah it's
1: like where are you getting that
0: life experience
1: (laughs) it's like it's like wow that really does work for you that's that's weird
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's something to note, you know, it's Yeah, about the world. But anyway, okay, 158 mentions of the baby. Oh, the baby. Yeah. Like 11 of the rats, 23 of Greg, 158 really? mentions of the baby. And then that's when I was like, oh, wait, I didn't even notice she doesn't have a name. Yeah. <laughs> She's just the baby. Yeah. But yeah, I like yeah. that is that yeah, that was on purpose I'm sure
1: but yeah I love there was like that there, there was like that rhythm of the baby the baby was really important to me for some reason mm-hmm. and she felt I mean she like fell close to this baby but it was still the baby you know what I mean it was still like kind of distant from yeah. her that's why she had to keep staring at it <laughs> <laughs> like is this real yeah she was really just fascinated by staring at it oh we didn't talk
0: about the blood though Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Sometimes I do Um, get
1: off track. Let's go back. (laughs) Okay, back to the blood. Yeah, I think that was part of like the whole, there's so much, you just, people don't tell you about, um, the you know, what it's like giving birth really and uh, what it's like immediately afterward. I was really shocked by that, by both like my doctors and then just Mm -hmm. my friends. Maybe I didn't have that many friends with kids yet. But it was, I could not believe, like, how it felt on the body. It was like, whoa, like, (laughs) what was that? (laughs) Yes,
0: and it's, you just don't bounce back. You do not bounce back in any way.
1: Yeah, it was like, it was so, it's like, I find it amazing that people do, that then (laughs) you do ever spring back from that. Well, and you forget
0: so quickly, I think, even, I've had four kids, but you forget. Like, oh, wait, it was, and then reading this, it brought it all back. Like, oh my gosh, that went on and on and on. And I can't even remember how long it goes on, but it's
1: alarming, really alarming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you're so, you're, yeah, your body's not really familiar to you anymore. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you're feeding a baby with it. So it's like, it's very many different things now that are completely new. And then there's the part
0: where, well, at the end, she ends with the blood. Uh the the smell not unpleasant, comforting, really the smell of metal and earth and promise. So tell me a little bit about that, like ending on that.
1: Yeah. So um I've I just really liked connecting it back to the first time she got her period because that promises the the baby that mm-hmm. she has in the end, which is, you know despite everything it's an incredible experience you know and she is really it's all very kind of so many things going on but it's all to her it's like moving forward mm-hmm. you know And she's learning and changing and that feels like a, a good thing to her right which is what the sitting you know smelling her um menstrual blood feels like to her it's like secret and it seems like it's maybe should be bad. It's not completely, it's so complicated. (laughs) It is so complicated because it, it is
0: like, it isn't a bad, (laughs) I mean, not to get too graphic, but like, it's not a bad
1: smell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, There is something in that, like viscerally, there's something kind of beautiful about it, but it has been the stigma of it, the isolation that it brings, Mm -hmm. especially in the past.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think there is like kind of isolation in women also too, like part of that comes from her lack of community. And I feel like so many women do go through it alone these days.
0: Yeah. You had that line in the story about that, like how there was community and now there isn't exactly. And so it was kind of a great, I don't know if you did this on purpose, but to have her move to an actual new location, you know, Mm. and And then also be isolated in this new world of the baby. It it
1: sort of layered it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that actually did happen to me. (laughs) Oh, it did. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember, yeah, I was like, it was, it was such an, that was such an, because I would just meet uh, women through like doing pregnancy yoga, stuff like that. Or mommy and me, or whatever. Yeah, but so then I. Oh, but then I only knew pregnant women, (laughs) (laughs) right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then someone brings a sick baby to the baby group, and then everybody's
1: like, "Oh my god, wait, (laughs) 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 what are you doing?" Oh my god! Yeah, that community, like suddenly, like there's like a community of that too, which. She does, she really wants, wishes she felt more a part of, but is also feels kind of distant from Austin
0: too. Do we, I, I meant to ask this and if I did, how, how many years after, so say you had this experience that stayed with you, how many years after that, that did you start trying to draft this story?
1: I think it was like, it was a while. I think probably my oldest was seven or so. Okay. And then it took the whole story took me, I think, at least three years to write like I wrote I would write a section of it and then I would just kind of hit a wall and then Mm -hmm. put it away and then for some reason it I did keep wanting to return to it though Mm -hmm. so I think like every so often I just kind of added more and more and then you know it's like after a certain point in a story and how you it starts to roll downhill Mm -hmm. so finally that happened but then I still wasn't sure what it was really so I had to put it away for a long time till I could see it again and when you got it back out what made you realize that it was finished for you I like forget really quickly the stuff I write so it did feel have this feel of like I was kind of reading something new and I realized I felt like I had changed by the end I felt a little bit changed by the end like having gone through this with her okay and I was like yeah that's pretty much what I was going for you know And in what way, in what way changed it? I feel like I had started with just, she's in this state of, um, somebody pointed out to me that it starts with this, like her sense of hearing first, and then it ends with her sense of smell. Mm -hmm. And so she's just in this state of like taking in a lot of input, um, but not really fully being able to understand but right. I feel like through the process, she does start to under like make some connections, so that she's trying to like search for meaning in what she's experiencing. Right. And I feel like she gets to some point of like, okay, whoosh, that this is how I ended up with my baby. Right. This point. She comes to that realization of like why the
0: birds came back to her and what was happening with her parents at the time that she was there as well. Uh, obviously, they end up. Back together because it says they were just separated for like six months is that right or mm-hmm. half a year but then I was thinking about how those are such crucial ages I had a friend whose parents separated in middle school briefly and then got back together but it was like as traumatic as it I mean he never mm-hmm. got really didn't get over it I yeah. don't know is it that age
1: I'm not sure yeah. I think I think it does have a lot to do with that age hmm you know it's like you're making your forays out into the world and kind of f- trying to see what you think about things and then when your home life is suddenly so uncertain mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to like have a base from which to know what you who you are, what you like, what you don't like exactly. Well, and she
0: also does so this was interesting. I have no idea why I started checking how many times she said herself like mm. um But then I noticed that she says 17 mentions of herself. And it was, she told herself, found herself. Mm
1: -hmm. She
0: can hear herself, adjusted herself, hear herself again, feel herself, pour herself, see herself,
1: only herself. Wow. Isn't that cool? (laughs) Yeah. Wow, That is so, you know, she is like, she is her best friend you know, right. um, Ultimately, she, the reason that she is going to be okay is because she has herself.
0: Right. She scoops up the rat. I mean, he puts out the traps, but who has to clean up the rat? Okay. Tell me um, that leads me into, she sees the rat and the rat may or may not have been pregnant or at least looks, and there's blood there too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's like, she's aware that like, She's, it's, this is a creature just like she is. And who's to say like, you know, who wh- who has more value. But at the same time, she's like, mm, you are not getting anywhere near my kid. And right you bring your family here so I have to kill you <laughs> right, right. and I'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah I'm gonna do it <laughs> I'm, right. sorry, but I'm gonna kill you yeah and if another one of you shows up I'm gonna do it again <laughs> I know.
0: yeah so she's much so by the end not only is she I think she realizes that she's her own best friend it seems like and then she realizes she's strong and doesn't I mean she's okay without Greg kind of too i mean he he's providing a little bit but she can scoop up the rat if he's not around
1: yeah i think she like that's a a acceptance of her her maybe of her own strength and then also her own like mm, maybe a part that she doesn't quite really like about herself Mm -hmm. to realization and you know having to accept that like what part that she doesn't like about herself like you know that she would just kill this rat in this really horrible way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but there are Other things like there are other things they could try or, you know, they could, but now. Right. She knows
0: that's yeah. she's fiercely protective. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, so it's sort of toward the beginning of the story. She says she felt distant from everything she'd cared about before. Even Greg, she felt sorry for him because he didn't know this and she couldn't explain it. It was simply that from now, on everything important would happen inside of her.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's kind of, I think she realizes that she thought she was like, would share this experience with Greg, you know? And then she quickly realizes like, oh man, no, it's gone. It's going the other way. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Even more like, I, she's like, I don't even know how to explain any of this stuff that has like now changed me profoundly. Right. and I'm now a different person but you have no way of knowing that. Um, and it is a little bit of a setup actually there I'm I'm going to write another story with these two characters much oh, later on in their lives. Awesome. Oh my gosh, good. I was just thinking like I ha- I want to know what happens. <laughs> so yeah. you're working, you're working on it now. Actually I'm working on this novel right now but I take uh, I've started it and then I just take notes every so often. Yeah, I feel like this, this story, this story is kind, it does kind of leave it. It's like a little bit of a resting, kind of resting kind of ending. Um.
0: Yeah, right. I didn't feel
1: like it was quite finished. Yeah.
0: Oh, cool. So I, I won't ask you. I mean, I'm dying to ask you <laughs> what happens to the two of them. But I guess we'll wait. I'll, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> I already kind of talked about this, but. Allie had seen how nervous Greg was around the traps, especially when he released one by accident, almost almost catching his thumb. And we talked about this. Her husband was like other men of their generation. He did not have the same macho Marlboro man view of manhood as his father's generation. The sense that some jobs are men's jobs and others women. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we did talk about that, but I feel like that's such a good that's such a great
1: advancement. And yet it's still a choice, right? Yeah. I was thinking about how my my daughter is, my oldest is 18. And she doesn't have any experience of that. I feel like, you know, I'm kind of the last generation. What are they called? The best generation? Oh yeah, the greatest generation. Greatest generation. And then to a certain extent, the baby boomers too a little bit. You know, there was this like, like, this is what men do. You open a door for women and you, you know, do this, but then you're also like, you know, squeeze her butt as she goes by. <laughs> <laughs> or like raid her
0: as she walks by. Which is, <laughs> it's like this, this, is a thing.
1: Like this uh, weird mix of like... It is. It's terrible.
0: It, I it mean, is, good and bad.
1: You're right. Exactly. It's complicated. It feels complicated to be a woman in that way. It's like, right. hey, it's really nice if your husband wants to be the one to step up and kill all the rats. <laughs> you know? That would be nice. Right. At the same time, you realize, like, ah, oh, that comes with a lot of other stuff. Exactly.
0: Yeah, like, would you rather kill your own rats and have your yeah. own 401k or <laughs> right. <laughs> right,
1: right. And, yeah. and so he's, like, I feel like, he, you know, he's, he's kind of in that too, you know? It's just kind of where mm-hmm. the culture is at, you know, people trying to figure it out and right, yeah, kind of well, showing the weaknesses. <laughs>
0: I guess that's the thing I love about short stories or fiction writing in general it's not for us to solve it right it's just that's what you see yeah it's out there so where does this like in terms of all your other stories in the book and everything where does this fall in the continuum Uh, and Mm. tell me a little bit about like how you started writing short stories really quickly
1: okay uh I actually started out in poetry I got my MFA in poetry years and years ago in the mid 90s Um, and then but while while I was there I realized I think I'm really a fiction writer maybe so a few years after that I did a a program at the University of Texas in Austin Mm -hmm. through the Mishner Center Mm -hmm. but honestly it then for like 20 years I just I just didn't really feel like there was a place for my stories Mm -hmm. at that time so I kind of quit writing but I just continued to write with you know, on my without, own. Yeah. Turf, without like, people journaling.
0: Asking. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I was still kept trying to figure things out. And I, 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 what happened was I was got really stuck. And I realized the reason I was stuck was, in my writing was because I was kind of stuck in my understanding my own identity as a Korean American. Mm-hmm. So that led me to just figuring out like, wait, what, what does that even mean? Um, and then like if I were in Korea what kind of person would I be what would I know so I just started to research that and that led me to writing um, just different kinds of stories and I just you know I just continued just writing these uh, and then I just popped my head up at some point because I felt like you know it's kind of like she feels like whole housewife thing where she's like this is the american dream but actually it's such a waste you know there's like so many women smart women who have so much to give who do really go to you know amazing schools um accomplish amazing things and then you know they just kind of never pick that back up again right and it does feel like a waste to some degree you know and i kind of felt that way in my case i was like gosh i went to all these like you know, I like people had faith in me and, you know, I, you know, I should just give it another try. And so um, by that point, I kind of looked back and during that time I had written enough stories for a collection. So I just wow. started sending
0: them out. Wow! So you wrote them all before you even started sending them out, like most of them. Yeah. 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 Like, okay. Except probably except maybe two. Wow. That takes yeah. a lot of patience and I don't know, because you know how you always want, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. I'm having a mind block. But but it, but it it's like you want that validation or it's hard to resist yeah. the validation thing. But sometimes that's so important because it sounded like you were trying to hear your own voice and then you start getting those rejections from literary magazines. And yeah. I feel like that's detrimental to that whole journey, maybe.
1: It really is. And that's why I would, would step back from it for so long I mean the thing that really saved me is I had a writing group the whole time yeah I was part of this Asian American writers group we've been together now for over 20 years wow and so I still I mean there were just there were years when I didn't produce anything Mm -hmm. but just attending and kind of like being a part of it still kept me in it right and and then when i did have work i had people to show it to and of course that like you need at least one reader serious reader you know at least otherwise there's no oxygen you know to really keep you going right
0: so, and they were they were good like in terms of if you didn't have anything for a few sessions you could just go read their work and
1: yeah it was really interesting cuz we nice. all kind of like we all 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 of us only it's only been in the past like five years or so that we've started to publish our books wow so we were just on a very similar kind of journey too. like also with the, having kids around that time and you know mm-hmm. there's just so much going on <laughs> right well that is so inspiring well I don't want to take up and you know I said
0: 45 minutes and we're right at 45 minutes but I always ask the last question which is is there anything Vital that I did not bring up that you thought for sure we talked about or you wanted to
1: talk about, I don't think so. I'm amazed like i I love that you counted, although <laughs> well, I was trying to get to
0: how is this working
1: so well, and like
0: why is this so creepy and and why are all of these it. disparate elements working?
1: So it came I down to like other people really good readers like yourself are the ones that explain the stories really to the writer mm-hmm. you know because i you do things in. Like somebody else pointed out to me that, you know, like she's her daughter, the baby's name is Jennifer with a G. Yes. Yes. And then- I wanted to bring that up. I did want to bring that up because
0: <laughs> it's Greg, somebody-
1: with- Greg with two G's. And yeah, so somebody with- was like, Greg has two G's. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> that did not occur to me.
0: That is I- so interesting.
1: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was not on purpose. I don't know, like, why. I mean, I don't even know where the name brick with two G's came from. I <laughs> right. just, like literally happened to write that down and was like, "Yeah, that's him."
0: <laughs> right? It's like they have, like, they have these American-sounding names, right? Yeah. But there's something a little off too. So wow. I think that is so yeah. cool. It's such a good way to articulate the strangeness mm, of every you. of everything. So. of motherhood and whatever. But anyway, thank you so much, Caroline. It was really great talking to you. (laughs) This was so fun. It was really fun.